Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. And in case you missed any part of the first hour, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Now, I avoided it the first hour because I had other things I was upset about, but Joe Biden did speak today. And he had something very interesting to say about abusing your position of power. Because you remember last night when I, went, when I went off about Dr. Burke saying we should have locked down more like Italy. Joe Biden had this to say today and just, wow. We were talking about on the way over what got me involved in politics. I got into politics, involved in politics, because I think the greatest sin that anyone can commit is the abuse of power. The greatest sin anyone can commit is the abuse of power. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting because I remember Joe Biden, president of the United States of America. I remember him. Seems like it was just only yesterday standing up behind a podium and trying to have every unvaccinated American worker fired from their job. 
In fact, I'm looking at a headline right here. We talked about it last night. Hunter Biden's business partner made 27 visits to the White House. I mean, do keep in mind, Joe Biden, he's very, very concerned about the abuse of power, right? He's very concerned about it. Well, I know you know this already, but Joe Biden's 50-something-year-old loser son, drug addict into a million other things, doesn't have a single life skill, and yet he has amassed millions of dollars throughout his lifetime. How has he amassed that millions of dollars throughout his lifetime? Well, his father was elected, and his father granted access to himself to enrich himself and his son. But wait, there's a connection I don't think a lot of people make. Why would it be beneficial to anybody to gain access to the vice president? I mean, in a vacuum, just stay with me here. I know this may seem like a basic point, but stay with me. Why would it help you to gain access to the vice president? I mean, vice president makes some money, but not enough to help all these international business guys. What's the vice president make? I think like $300,000 a year, something like that. Whatever. I'm not far away. Why would it, why would it help you if you were say Hunter Biden's business partner? Why would it help you to gain access to dad? All those goodies Joe Biden has been handing out for the 9,000 years he's been in Washington, D.C., They're all taxpayer-funded goodies. His entire career has been an abuse of power. The only reason you would ever have to want access to an elected official, because they don't make a lot of money, the only reason you would ever have to want access to them is if they can somehow use taxpayer money to enrich you. Joe Biden's entire Life has been an abuse of power. Every waking moment, he has gotten up and he has figured out how to enrich himself and enrich his family at the expense of you. And it is wild to me these guys can be so out of touch. Now, Joe Biden, he was talking about teachers and the teaching profession a bit today. And... He had something very interesting to say. We say this a lot about saying the quiet part out loud, but that's because Joe Biden does it so much. He does. He's not a fully functional adult. His brain doesn't work. And Joe Biden is constantly saying out loud things the communists would really like to keep quiet. How many times have I gotten behind this microphone and told you they don't look at kids the way you look at kids? It would never occur to you to look at someone else's kids and go want to take that child away from their parents and teach that child values counter to what their parents have taught them. That, that's insane to you. That sounds sick. It would never occur to you. It would never occur to them not to do that. Their mission is to get your children away from you. And they're quite honest about it once they have dementia. Public in the world. Have our students gain confidence enough to know what they can do, to reach in. We have an obligation. We have an obligation to help them teach and reach their potential. You've heard me say it many times about our children, but it's true. They're all our children. And the, the reason you're the Teachers of the Year is because you recognize that. 
They're not somebody else's children. They're like yours when they're in the classroom. He said it. They're all our children. They're not someone else's. When they're in, in the classroom, they're yours. What's funny, he should bring that up because here's a biology, biology teacher who appears to believe that all the way. A classroom, we need to be a stickler for inclusive language in any conversation and especially in the content that we teach. I'd like to give some examples from my content, which is science. I've mostly taught biology and when we're teaching about life and living things. We need to be clear that we're including all living things, including all people in that. So me and uh, three other, me and two other uh, trans-identified uh, high school teachers put together a language guide. Our site is called genderinclusivebiology.com. And- I'm going to let this sick freak continue, but I just want to point out again, Joe Biden, he spoke for this person. When your child walks into this biology teacher's class, Here's what he's learning. And some things that we come up on a lot are for teaching about um, cell division or reproduction. A lot of textbooks, a lot of existing teaching will say, well, women produce eggs. Um, Males are more likely to be colorblind. Um, The mother carries the fetus for this many months. And some ways that we can show our support for trans and non-binary students are just to clean up that language, be more precise. We can be more accurate. Clean up that language. Pay attention. Pay attention. He wants them to clean up that language. And be more inclusive. So I would say, no, it's not women that produce eggs. It's ovaries that produce eggs. That's accurate. That's precise. We're acknowledging that not all women produce eggs. And also not all egg producers are women, for example. And not all egg. Pro- oh, I'm not done. Not all egg producers are women. Ladies, are you thrilled you can now be referred to as an egg producer? I bet you didn't know. Yesterday you were a woman. Today you're a chicken. And we're teaching students that language matters. We're not just talking about uh, imaginary people and living things. That our language impinges on the people in our classroom and in our community. They do believe your children belong to them. Remember that. I've played this a thousand times for you already. I'm not going to stop. It's not just in the classroom. It's everywhere in this society. We, it sucks. Our parents didn't have to go through this. We have to be hyperactive when it comes to making sure our children aren't immersed in filth like this Disney producer writing the things your kids watch. I worked at small studios most of my career and I'd heard, you know, you hear whispers. Like I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little like sus when I started. But then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard. The showrunners were super welcoming, Meredith Roberts and like the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like I, I feel like I felt like it was I mean, like maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like something must have happened in the last like like they are turning it around, they're going hard. And then all that like momentum that I felt like that sense of I don't have to be afraid. Let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background. Like I was just wherever I could just basically adding queerness to like, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of them. But like, I I just was like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me. They're after your children. 
It's not your imagination. It's not right-wing rhetoric. It's, it, it's it, what they're doing. Lenin talked about this. Remember, this is communism 101. Give me four years of our nation's youth, and I'll create socialism. That's paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said. They have always understood children are the key. They are after your kids. They're after them at the movies. They're after them in school. They're after them when they listen to music. They're after them when your child sits down and watches YouTube. They are after your kids. We have to protect them. All right, we're going to talk about rhetoric. In fact, we're going to do a little rewind and go back to something I said, but Joy Reid had something interesting to say. That's probably the first time I'll ever say that. So we'll go to Joy Reid. We'll do a little Jesse rewind. You know I love that, Chris. Don't forget we still have Morgan Zeggers, Michael Berry, BK. It's going to be a great night on the Jesse Kelly Show. Now let's talk about that cell phone of yours. You see how big it is? Hold up that cell phone. You see how big that is? What if you could have something that could save your life and it was about the size of that cell phone you're looking at right now? You know that's what the hero gun is, right? I'm not talking about something big and bulky. I think I should have made that clear before. It's a non-lethal gun. It shoots pepper balls 100 miles per hour. When they hit, it hurts. And when they explode, you will go down. This thing has already saved lives. But it's only about the size of your cell phone. And anyone can use it. That daughter of yours who's living alone now that hates guns, she doesn't have to have nothing. That son you're sending off to college, your mom... Husband, wife, go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE and get them one. It's got a laser sight. Anyone can use it. It does not require a concealed carry permit. Make sure you can protect yourself. Hero2020.com, promo code JESSE, all right? State restrictions may apply. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. I'm always home. Call me anytime. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I might be dying. I might be dying. What, Chris? I haven't told you about this yet. I haven't showed you yet. <sighs> Something wrong with my elbow. No, listen to me, Chris. You know what? Shut up. You're in your 20s. I know what it's I know it's called getting old, Chris. I know what it is, but. So it was probably a couple weeks ago. Chris, could you see that from there? Look at it. Oh, I know, right? Right? Yes, yes, Chris. Yes, it's sticking out. So a couple weeks ago, I I don't remember doing anything to it, but I pressed my elbow down on something, and it kind of, it kind of gave me one of those, ooh, ow, little bit things. And I reached back, and I was feeling, and it almost felt, a little bit swollen, like there was a little, like a little puffy, like there was a little puffy sack in there or something like that. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think of it. Chris, grow up. Chris, grow up. Anyway, I didn't think anything of it. And of course, the wife, she notices because women notice everything. And it's, and it's all, you need to go see the doctor. You need to go see the doctor. And I said, we don't go see the doctor for a relatively non-painful little puffy elbow. It's no big deal. Just give it a few days. It'll go away. No, you need to see the doctor. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I woke up today. It's like three times the size it was. You can see it from across the room now. What, Chris? 
Yes, Chris, I slept on it funny, and now I'm injured. We don't know that's what it was. It was probably a big spider or something. You know what happened? I probably took on a king cobra in my dream when I, I slept walk and ended up getting bit or something like that. Well, anyway, the cobra bite is now gigantic, and it's so gigantic, it's it's visible, and it's not good, to which I suggested, why don't I just find something to numb it. I don't know, put some ice cubes on it or something and then stick a needle in there and suck all the fluid out. She freaked out like that wasn't medically sound or something like that. It makes total sense to me. But either way, I've got a doctor's appointment tomorrow morning for my snake bite and it is bad. It is bad. What, Chris? They might look at amputation. I don't know whether you'll ever hear from me again. Remember, look, if this is my last show, you can catch all the podcasts on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, uh, look, Chris, I have a cobra bite. All right, you wouldn't know what that's like. Anyway, on top of that, I was, uh, man, I, there's no way I should tell this to everybody. This is a mistake, but I'm going to because I make mistakes. <laughs> I was dress shopping with the wife today. Allow me to clarify. Allow me to clarify. We have to go. Uh, I'll be gone a couple days next week, next next Wednesday and Thursday. I'll be back Friday. Don't worry. I have to go to Florida for uh, Dinesh D'Souza has a big movie coming out about how they stole the daggone election. And I'm going to go to the movie premiere over there and whatnot. And I'm dragging the wife with. And so, of course, she says, I need a new dress. I need a new dress. I don't know what's wrong with the thousand dresses she has, but she says she needed a new dress. So I decided going with her. Fellas, I know it sounds a little fruity. Hear me out. Go with your lady to pick out a new dress, and here's why. Women, it's one of these funny things. God made them so hot, and yet they all think they're ugly. It's universal. And so women can't dress themselves as well as men can dress them because when a woman dresses herself, she dresses herself as if she's an ugly person where the guy knows she's hot he knows what to pick. So if I have to go to some stupid event, I mean, some event I'm excited about, if I have to go to this event I'm excited about with the wife, might as well pick out a dress. So I'm walking around, and I because I'm not paying attention to the stupid dress stuff, I'm just kind of sauntering around daydreaming about things. I had this thought, and the thought, it went like this. These people, the communists, they never know when to stop and that's ultimately what gets them in the end. Here's Joy Ann Reed. The, the thing is, the, the enjoyment they get out of being in this town square is being able to harass people, being able to attack people. There was a time when people had the double hashtags around their names because they were Jewish, and right-wingers were saying, get in the oven anytime you made any benign comment on Twitter. They attacked women. The, the, you know, the misogyny was crazy on Twitter for a while. Elon Musk, I guess he, you know, he misses the old South Africa in the 80s he wants he wants that back she's talking about apartheid you remember do you remember now this is going to go a little long but do you remember back on the 22nd when i said this they decided to push all the chips to the center of the table in order to get rid of donald trump let's get rid of donald at any cost we got to look there's a virus we got to get rid of okay that's fine okay good good but you have to understand there's a cost to putting all your chips in the center of the table. When you choose to go all in and you commit yourself at any cost, well, maybe your bluff's going to get called. The right is adopting that mindset slowly but surely. 
and it's shocking the left. But it's shocking the left. It's too much. They, they, they don't even know what to do. Wait a minute. They're actually they're using their state power to go after us? How could you use state power to go after a private business? Oh, really? Ask the coal companies how they're doing today. Ask the oil companies. You know what? Go knock on the door of Chick-fil-A. Ask them if they feel like the government has ever declared war on them. Ask a wedding cake baker in Colorado. Their state government took them clear to the Supreme Court. We don't want to live like this. This isn't our war. We didn't decide we were in an all-out total war to, to help preserve America. You decided you were in an all-out total war to destroy America. Now, that's what we're in. We have to use whatever power at our disposal to keep these people away. And they're shocked that we're willing to do that now. Well, look in the mirror, losers. Four years, four years of this crap. You have swatting happening and Nazis walking around. It it is a scary time. We now know that we have in the White House someone who could lead the Ku Klux Klan. Somebody who could be the leader of the neo-Nazi. There is no difference from what Donald Trump is preaching, from what Adolf Hitler preached in the early 30s. Four years of that. And now you're shocked at the dehumanizing language of the right? Welcome to the Thunderdome, baby. You're the one who entered. Now let's find out who leaves. And they still can't stop themselves. Apartheid? Buying a social media company is apartheid? They can't stop themselves and i know it's going to sound sunny and hopeful but it's going to be their demise they can't make it stop morgan zeggers young americans against socialism should should we have some hope about the next generation hang on Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and Morgan Zeggers just went up a couple notches in my book. You come on this show and request Johnny Cash. You're doing all right for yourself. She is the CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism, one of the people who gives an old person like me some inspiration for the future. Morgan, I have this theory, and I want you to blast it down if it's wrong, but I have this theory that... Yes, a lot of the people in the younger generation today, yeah, they're crazy communists. We know that. But because our culture is so nutso now and, you know, pendulums swinging the way they do, I have the feeling we have a group of freedom fighters coming up like we haven't seen in this country in a long time. Am I wrong? Um, okay. Well, that's a loaded question, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me on, by the mm-hmm. way. And, of course, I'm going to request Johnny Cash. Um I would say there's a few things. Yes, there are a lot of young people that are waking up and are ready. I mean, I'm 25, I'm single, and I have a lot of young single female friends as well and young male friends. And a lot of us are talking about how we could really be the change and that could be the change via our parenting skills when we decide to have families and settle down. Because I believe to save the country, it's going to be generational. This is not a rapid fix. And if we consider ourselves, I like to consider myself generation zero in the fix. And so if my generation intentionally raises another generation of young children that understand their role in the keeping of the Republic, we could really grow something because then they could raise up, have their own generation. And then you're three generations deep of uh, spiritually and, and righteously minded young Americans that will get this country back on track. That being said, I am a little concerned because the young people that have been brought into the world and were kind of coming of age during this era of COVID, I'm worried that they, I thought for a little bit, right, that they could become these anti-government, anti-authority, anti-tyranny 
um, young people that are so bitter about what older generations and politicians did to them over the last few years. But the more I see this, the more concerned I am that we've actually indoctrinated and trained multiple generations of young people, millennials and Generation Z, to accept that this is government's ability in our lives, that they, they have the power to do this to us. And so that's what I'm pretty worried about at this point. Okay. Morgan, can you explain what you mean when you talk about families and spiritually? How does that help the country? Morgan, explain. Uh, so th- these are some big questions, but if you look at everything from a big scale, I mean, I really love looking at our founding. I'm, I'm a big history nerd. And one of my favorite books to read from our founding is The Federalist, so The Federalist Papers. And Charles Kessler has a really good book on The Federalist Papers because he does a good introduction to it. And he explains that our founders wrote the Constitution to be for an enlightened public. And really only an enlightened public can rationally and enduringly consent to the principles of the Constitution. And a lot of people complain these days that it's our public education system that is failing our kids. It doesn't teach them how to do taxes. It doesn't teach them how to change a tire, anything practical. And I think right there is the exposure of the real problem, that you have conservative parents complaining that the school system doesn't properly teach our kids how to change a tire. Perhaps that's the problem of the mindset that needs to change. We need to rethink what it means to actually educate an individual into becoming a proper citizen and a responsible human being that contributes to their community, instead of expecting random teachers in a public school classroom to teach them life skills. And so when we look at a lot of the problems, whether it's hookup culture, dating, pop culture, the nastiness, the rejection of God and Christianity, and I could go on about this, when we look at all of it, there's really no fix other than in the home. And I'm not saying we need to radicalize every all 300 million Americans into thinking like us, but I do think that this could start at a small level. So people get mad at me because I say I won't run for office. I am excited to be a homemaker one day. I'm excited to be a mother that homeschools and makes the home and keeps the home on my homestead. And people say, well, you need to run for office like I is that I think we need thousands, if we could just get a handful of thousands of young women across this country to intentionally date and seek a husband with this mentality, and then we have children, and those children have children, we are going to grow hundreds of thousands of families that are ready to fight back and preserve the country. So I think of this as an exponential long-term plan. Speaking with Morgan Zegger, she's the CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism. Morgan, the university system, I obviously don't need to tell you, you went there. I was too stupid to get in, but I don't think it's salvageable, but I haven't been on these college campuses and definitely not recently. Is it salvageable? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's ridiculous. I think parents, especially conservative parents, they're playing into this. They are still in that mindset of, oh, well, you know, society wants me to have children that have cool cool sounding degrees and I go to fancy schools and I want to be wearing my college t-shirt that my child bought me and I want to gloat about it and all this stuff. And we need to just break from that mindset completely. So the biggest scam of colleges, Jesse, is that they don't want to equip you with a, a bright future. They don't want to equip you with the skills that you need to grow in your career. Instead, they want to make you stay there as long as possible. And so they even make it harder than it ever has been before to graduate early. You can't hustle and get your credits and graduate, they instead want to make it as difficult for you as possible to do that. And so they are also, it's a scam, a complete scam of these gen ed classes. And so back to that point of like, 
maybe it's not the job of a college or a public K through 12 school to teach things like changing a tire. It's also not the job of a college to create a well-rounded student. That's what they try and pitch it as. And they say, we're going to mandate poetry classes, painting classes, and history classes for majors that have nothing to do with it. And so I think we need to rethink what it means to get educated for the career that you're in, apprenticeships, skills, skill-based entrepreneurship, I think is the most empowering thing for a young woman, especially in this country, so that we aren't taken out of the home and put into some corporate nine-to-five office away from our families and our children. Um, but, But like I said, the colleges are just trying to make money off of us. And the more parents that understand this and start from a young age of not pressuring children to even look into this path, the better. That sound you hear is everybody trying to dig up Morgan Zegers' phone number to ask her out on a date right now. All right, Morgan, the right. You are awesome about being an anti-communist. Where has the right failed in that? Uh, I I mean, you can go even to the most basic level of they call everything socialism and communism. And I do understand that there is a huge threat of it being creepily placed over the last handful of decades in our country, yes, that threat is there. But when we look at any tax, when we look at anything that the left does and call it socialism, and when we can't even say the Green New Deal properly, I can't tell you how many conservatives still say the New Green Deal or or they make fun of it or whatever, the more we fail to communicate effectively and properly about these issues, the more we're just going to continue to struggle and confuse young Americans. Because guess what? Every time we call any tax, Jesse, socialism, even though socialism is seizing the means of production in an economy, young people look at that and say, well, I'm fine with paying a little bit more in taxes if everybody can get something with a government program. I guess I'm a socialist. And then you end up with things like 70% of my generation saying they are socialists. So it's it's very simple when you break it down. As well as this, I don't think if, if we don't fix the education system, and by that I mean K through 12 and the college system. We're never going to save the country. We need to upend the public education system to begin with. And that starts with how we teach history. There's indirect indoctrination, which is the leaving out of crucial Mm -hmm. information about history, which has been taking place for a long time, especially Mm -hmm. about communism. But now it's taking it a step further where critical race theory and actual direct indoctrination via curriculum is taking place, whether it's sexualized curriculum or history and, and, and communism-style curriculum where they're telling us that Marxism is good and critical race theory is good. So we have to tackle both things. But again, I bring it back to that question. What is the role of parents and families and communities in the raising of a child? I would say we should never even trust the government schools to teach our kids about politics, government, history, or economics. Morgan Zegger, CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism. Thank you, Morgan. Be good. Thank you. Let's talk about corporate America. I know you complain about it. I complain about it. How much do we yell and scream? We do a lot. Let's talk about corporate America. Where do you spend your money? I'm glad I got yet another email about how much you love your Giza dream sheets. I'm thrilled. But where did you get your bedding? I sleep on my Giza dream sheets every single night, he says. Go to MyPillow.com and get all your bedding there. They have more than just, well, everyone knows about the pillow. I don't even have to tell you about the greatness of a my pillow pillow. The Giza Dream Sheets are the best sheets out there, and right now they're 60% off. You can get them as low as $39.99, or you can go to one of the big box stores and get your bedding there. You know the stores that kicked Mike Lindell and my pillow out for challenging the election? 
Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE, and that gets you 60% off. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I have a special treat for you. About 10 minutes from now, my mentor, Michael Berry, is joining me. He's going to join me at the open of the third hour. He is obviously a nationally syndicated radio host. I'm sure you already know who Michael Berry is. He's the only reason I'm doing this. Otherwise, I'd still be selling RVs. He's the reason I got my start in all this. And... He just loves to give me crap. Is it going to be a serious interview? Almost undoubtedly no. Is it, Are you going to enjoy it? Yes. Yes. And look, again, remember, I have this cobra bite on my elbow. What, Chris? I think that's what it is. I have this cobra bite on my elbow. This may be my last interview. If Michael Berry isn't my last interview, then we have World New- We have BK, a former Air Force PJ BK, with world news with BK, he's joining us about 45 minutes from now to tell us the difference between SEALs and, and Air Force PJs and Green Berets and all these other things. Now, I have not gotten to a single email today. That's embarrassing. I'm going to improve that now. No, Chris, I don't think I've gotten to a single one. I know. I know. It's terrible. Don't forget, tonight, my TV show, it's on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We have a lot to say tonight about Mayorkas, this piece of trash. I can't believe this guy. The wall projects, um, the majority of them, rest in the jurisdiction of the Army Corps of Engineer. Uh, those that we ourselves uh, uh, control, uh, I believe that the cost of discontinuing them is approximately $72 million. And I will follow up with you to ensure the accuracy of my statement. We're spending $72 million to keep the country open. Unreal. All right, all right, all right. Emails, emails. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay focused now, Chris. After listening to your Dr. Jesse blasphemy about North Carolina barbecue <laughs> being better than Texas. See, you can't bring up barbecue without making people mad. And passing even the best barbecue joints for any old Mexican restaurant out there. What is your take on eating in Walmart in, arts and cra- in the arts and crafts aisle? What is your favorite sauce for various crayons? You see, you bring up barbecue and immediately, no matter where you are, people get possessive. I didn't insult any barbecue. Did I? No, I didn't, Chris. I said I didn't insult all barbecue either. I said it's not as good as people make it out to be. I enjoy barbecue. I eat, but yes, I do enjoy barbecue. I enjoy barbecue. I said if there's a good barbecue joint, sitting right next to a good Mexican joint. That's not even debatable. You're going Mexican every time. You're going Mexican every time, Chris. Jesse, I liked it so much better when you were a radio amateur and didn't know how to tease topics. (laughs) Your educators are doing my desire for instant gratification. No favors. Thank you for your perpetual strong voice. Stay handsome, sir. You said I can say his name. His name is Mark. You know, it is so wild to me. Remember... I've only been doing this three years and no one taught me how to do it. And so when I sat down, I just started talking and eventually (laughs) by the grace of God, premier has been wonderful about this. 
they they said, well, I mean, no, the show is great, and I'm glad everybody loves it, but you don't have any idea what you're doing. And I said, what do you mean? The show? You just said the show is great. They're like, no, 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 that's fine. All that's fine, but you don't even know how to tease guests and topics at all, to which I had never been taught. I never knew. Apparently, that's something you're supposed to do in radio. It's called... What's the radio coach? They they hired me, but on their own time, they hired me a radio coach. I have to talk to every week who doesn't, he, he never rips on me, but he's always like, ah, you really should have teased something here. Could you maybe give someone a heads up about this? No, he's awesome. He's awesome. Anyway, so they, I didn't like doing it at first and eventually it becomes second nature, but he describes what's called moving people around the clock, moving listeners around the clock is what he says. And I said, I don't understand what that means because in my mind, I'm sitting down and people are listening for the whole three hours, no matter what, right? Well, that's not realistic. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you probably do, but people listen for a segment, two segment on the way home, on the way to work, working out, you know, making dinner. People don't sit down and listen for three hours. And so he said, you have to move people around the clock and give them a reason to stick around. To which I very humbly said, well, of course they're going to stick around. It's me. <laughs> and then the line was quiet. And I guess he didn't appreciate that at all. It's fine. It's fine. Look, it's fine, Chris. Dear Shogun Oracle. I know everybody wants Donald Trump to run for office in 2024. I'm as big a Donald Trump fan as there is, but I don't think he should run in 2020. Okay. When he ran in 2020, he made the mistake of thinking the Republican Party would back him. It didn't take long to find out that was a mistake. The Republicans are weak and will not accommodate anything more than they did when they had power back then. Trump would be nothing but cannon fodder if he wins again. Says I can use his name. His name is Greg. I get people all over the place, Trump fans, not Trump fans, who say, I want him to run. I don't want him to run. I'd rather have heavy D. I'd rather... Again, my stance on this has always been I want everyone to run in the primary. Trump likely wins that anyway. I want everyone to run because it makes everyone better to have to fight. It makes you uncomfortable. You don't like it, but it makes everyone better. Better at fundraising, better at organizing, better at staying on message, learn how to debate, get better, get better. All of them, including Trump. Everyone needs to get better so we can be at our best. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say Trump would be nothing but cannon fodder if he wins again. I he was there for four years. He did get to see large as life just how gross and disgusting DC is. Maybe he's not your guy for 2024. Again, I don't have a guy for 2024, so I, I'm not judging you if he's not your guy. I don't know that I would flat out say he'd have no chance. I mean, the guy already had his first four years of his presidency kneecapped by these people. I would assume he's learned something, right? He's, I would assume, I would hope, I would hope. All right. My friend, my mentor, Michael Berry of the Michael Berry Show is about to join me. He's going to join me. It's a rare guest-heavy show tonight. We just had people coming from everywhere. He's going to join me, and where this is going to go, I have no earthly idea. I am reasonably sure he's going to give me a lot of crap about something because, well, that's what Michael does. So buckle up. It's probably going to be a whole lot of fun. Informative? Oh, I have no idea. But it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Me with Michael Berry. Next. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.